Welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson, and this is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi, guys. And like always, I'll remind... I'll... I'll tell you guys, if you uh, trolls amongst you, I advise please leave this room at once. Now? Now. Especially you, stupid. Get out of here. Yeah? Mm. Yes. I mean, ah. it, the person in the, this room must leave now. I'm waiting. Leave. Or turn down. Or go and log into something else you know, that you really want to listen to. Yeah? Go yes. away. Go to a different channel and, <laughs> yeah, that's and right. bug them. Yeah, watch somebody else. Okay. All right, we'll listen to somebody moving else. on. So moving on along. Okay. So tonight we're reviewing. Um, let me see this. Um, this interesting, awesome movie that's called Dracula Rising that was met, released in 1993. It's a horror romance. Now, mm. the reason why we're doing this one is not necessarily because it's the best movie in the world, but because. Roger Corm Roger Corman was the producer. Yeah. Um yes. you guys may have heard me mention that mm. when we reviewed Not of the Surf movie, movie with Michael York yeah. in it and how it referenced this movie and then I found out much later just last night that dear old Roger Corman produced this one. Yeah, he did. Yeah, exactly. So right. it fits in because <clears throat> sometimes when you look at films they would often the director or the producer of that said film would often include a, another previous work they they did together in, exactly in right. this one. Now, actually, before we get on talking too much about the movie, one of the things I like about Roger Corman when I first started getting into his movies was he used to do those old uh, period horrors using Vincent Price and other people and you know, bringing Edgar Allan Poe to life, pardon True. the pun, on screen. Uh, and Vincent did some good roles. But anyway, Roger Corman, to me, excelled in that genre, the Victorian tales of terror sort of movies. Yeah. Now, the, when he changed doing modern movies to suit the teenagers, which are, uh, uh, Doctor, was it Dr. Goldfoot and the Visible Bikinis, that, that, that sort of stuff. Was that what it is? I think Dr. Goldfoot? I don't know. Well, anyway, those, those sort of teenage sort of movies, I think he lost something in the transition. Now... This movie is not the Victorian Tales of Terror movie. Per se. Per se. But it has elements, being a Dracula thing, you know, you know, five, it has flashbacks to the past, but it's done in the present. Yeah. And I don't think it's lost too much from his old style, which I love a lot. And I'm going to butt in here. Yeah, carry on. Um, it's filmed on location in, in Romania. No, not Romania. Bul uh, Bulgaria? Bulgaria. Same general area Somewhere over there. Yeah, around yeah, near yeah. Romania area. Yeah, those, those areas, yeah. It had a good feel. The landscape, the old monastery they used. Um, mm. Uh, probably some of the locals in the background, the mm. train station, it was all local stuff, so had this feeling of being in Europe, which yes. is, it's great when they can do it. Actually, you said Elvira did that movie. Um, yeah, somewhere. Uh, what, um, what's it called? Um, Haunted Hills? Haunted Hills. Yeah, that was done overseas somewhere in whatever country too. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's good when you actually, your budget can stretch to take your people to a location mm. and get that uh, atmosphere, ambience, whatever you want to call it. And, and get that feel happening instead of saying, oh, this is done in California, there's a palm tree. No, no, it's actually it's done in Europe, which yes. is good. So hmm. moving on, who directs it, writes well, it, and stars yeah. in this, Mike? Uh -huh. All the good bits. I like the, I like the technical stuff. Now, mm. like I said before, it was produced by Roger Corman. Yay! Yay. Uh, Co-produced by Mary Ann Fisher. 
Gay, mm. whoever she is. Uh, and the associate producer was uh, Stephen Rabinar, I think. Rabinar? Mm. R-A-B-I-N-E-R. Mm. Directed by Fred Gallo, G-A-L-L-O. Mm. Now, uh, right, written by uh, Rodman Flender, I believe, and Daniela Purcell. Mm. Filming location, they said, was in Bulgaria. And uh, it felt good. I don't know if the... The early bits there in, in the art museum were done in Bulgaria as well. Probably were, I'd say. Hmm. I think it did all in one area. But anyway, irrespective, we, we believe it was all done in Bulgaria. Now, actors. Uh, well, there's a few actors, but the main ones are just the three. Hmm. We have Christopher Atkins plays, believe it or not, Vlad. Hmm. And um, he's um, been in Blue Lagoon and some other movies and... And I think he's transitioned from those sort of, that teenage sort of stuff into adult movies that work quite well for him. Yeah. Um, Stacey Tra Travis hmm. plays Teresa, the love interest. Good looking lady, not a bad actress. Mm, agreed. And Doug Wirt plays Alec. Um, Don't go there. He's Just a naughty guy, has that. He's always, even when he was... Not a vampire. He wasn't really good. Yeah. And then became a vampire. He became really sleazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the so. wonderful thing about this movie is we often talk about how one movie can center around mm. one lo sort of location, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So and, this is one most, of those movies. And most of it's centered around this monastery, which is great. Mm. Keep it nice and contained. And then probably the hills surrounding the monastery were used and whatever. So I didn't see the food van anywhere. Mm, true. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. So anyway, uh, do you want me to start um, telling the plot? Well, yeah. Um, I can't think of anything I want to say before you break into it. Yes. Um, so. No? Take it away, Sarah. So the story begins, um, opens, to, well, the credits roll and the mu the music, it really puts oh, me off a yeah. little bit. We, yeah, we, we, are, we, we, we could talk about it later, but we might, might as well make it make yeah. some nasty raise it. We don't think the was it only the opening music. It's the opening, and it does make it a bit of a say five minutes or ten minutes into the movie. Yeah, you hear it again, and then you wait well, yeah. to the end of the credits. You hear the same music yeah, again, and, it, and we don't think it actually suited the tone of the movie. It felt like nineteen fifties yeah. or nineteen sixties music. But didn't, wasn't, didn't come over sinister and or moody yeah, or anything. It it's, just, it's just like the music your grandparents would listen to more, on more the radio. Like, more like a pop tune. Yeah, yeah, a, exactly. lot, a lot song, it? it just didn't fit. Yeah, yeah it's but anyway, not. anyway, that was probably our only thing. But we could have talked about that later. But yeah, I think I read somewhere that Roger Corman knew the composer for this, and he said, um, "Put this music in there because we think it might be good." But then, yeah, um, yeah. I think probably may this might have been the one reason why so many film, so many people probably. Um, Turn a blind ear to this blind movie. Ear. I like that blind ear. <laughs> well, that's how I see it. I mean, music. In we talk about plots and we talk about stories and we talk about the character we development. Often, we often skip over the music side. The music's a very important yeah. thing in a movie. Um, it creates a feeling, whether it's yeah, passion, see, this is, horror. Yeah. yeah. yeah if you have be, a yeah. good plot, mm. a good character development, and you have good music, then the whole movie the, is all the, the connected. The whole ball of wax comes together nicely, but you, lo you lose one element, or it's not really strong enough. It can affect the rest of it. But, exactly. Yeah, so. and this uh, this the soundtrack, the opening credit soundtrack, and that the, was used a couple of times through the movie. Didn't work, but no. 
forgetting that. Okay, moving on. Yes, I think so, we, uh, uh, other bits held yeah, up quite well. So, yeah. moving on, after the credits finish, we then um, open in on a, a art, art gallery, gallery opening yeah. where they were viewing some new art pieces by this girl named Teresa. Yeah, she's, she's an artist and restorer, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, sort of an, um, what do they call it? A restoration yeah. person. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. But she's person. An, I think she's an artist herself. Yes, she is. Yeah, yeah, but she's also a restorer. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So um, she gets um, praised for her hard work and she hopes to go to Europe to maybe do, rest, you know, restoring some great artworks in Europe. Where he comes from. Mm. Yes. While she's making this awesome speech, she then is noticed by... Um, Vlad, the, um, well, he's, I won't say what he is, but he's eyeing her in the most... He's attracted to her yeah. in a sexual way. The yeah. Nice, mm -hmm. yeah, and while <coughs> um, the uh, art like. gallery owner <laughs> is prowling and trying to, oh, he, trying to make, make, make his really mark badly. Yeah. In, yeah. by trying to pursue her, Vlad steps in and tells him to back off. In a nice w way a, as possible. Yeah, yeah, in a nice assertive way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, but nice. Yeah, and like. Teresa mm. feels this kind of connection between her yes. and Vlad. Yeah, like she, I've known you before somewhere sort yeah. of thing. Hmm. Yeah, and she then tells him, him, apart from being an art mate, you know, artist and a restorer, she also works in with the homeless. Yeah, yeah down some sort of uh, soup kitchen or yeah. place where they feed the poor. Yeah. We get a few flashbacks hinting that there's probably a past life thing going well, here. Well, it is. It's all centered around a past life. Uh, there's mm. a connection between Vlad and her, but she doesn't know about it. But yeah. Vlad's been hanging around for 500 years waiting for her to come back. Yeah. Later ah. on, we get a, um, one of her, her friend takes a photo of them dancing. They have, there's a bit of dancing in this gallery, well, art gallery music, thing. Yeah, yeah. Even though I never go, I go to a lot of art gallery showings and we never danced. Now we look at the pretty pictures, the have a glass pictures, of wine and nibbling, a can of ale or two and go home. We talk and then usually head home and all that. <laughs> if, anyway, uh, her friend takes a picture and we only see her, Teresa her, in the picture. Yeah, we only see her, Teresa dancing by herself. Yeah, and later that night, or, or uh, think, I think she um, is dreaming about um, Vlad. Vlad and and it's getting a, flashbacks of the past, is Yeah, flashbacks yeah, yeah. of the past, a little bit. A little bit. But it's still very faint. Yeah, as we dreamy see. sort of stuff. Yeah. So anyway, she, she then eventually gets an invitation to go off to Romania or Bulgaria, as we said. Bulgaria, not Romania. Bulgaria is near that area. Yeah. yeah, so she's going. She's allowed to make do this this commission for a monastery of sorts. It's a monastery. It's an old so, monastery where the or uh, the, uh, the, well, the monks you know, or whatever they were yeah, used to live. Yeah. Yeah. So she's offered a commission, and she so she packs up her bags and heads down there. Or up there, I'm not sure. <laughs> she flew over to Bulgaria. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, she soon arrives. The driver, the taxi driver, is skittish about driving her directly to the monastery, like in those all of these movies often are. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he allows her to walk a certain distance to it, and she meets Alec, the guy who contacted her, He's yeah. and he shows her a painting of a warlord or something. Yeah. A, bit like, a bit like, you remember old... Vlad the Impaler, Vlad the Tepes. Mm. I suppose it's referring back to him. Mm. And yeah, and obviously there's no mention of his names, his Count Dracula yeah. or Vlad Tepes, but we think it's sort of because, because uh, Fraken, what are those? 
Atkin, is uh, he's called Vlad. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could be named after his dad, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, Alec um, welcomes Teresa into the monastery with open arms or, what, or open well, just a handshake. A handshake. <laughs> a welcome. Very friendly welcoming. Yeah, and he offers her the opportunity to stay at the monastery, but um, Vlad steps in and says, no, she'll stay at the inn not too far from the very nice here. Yes. No, no. <laughs> well, not in those terms. I want to drink her blood. No, you don't. Shut no, up. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, um, she heads down to the inn. I don't know how she gets a taxi, considering that they can't. Yeah, they they might have had go- mobile phones or a telephone line. No, they possibly. might have. Yes, but you know, it was um, like 1993. I know that, Mike. It's just that <laughs> no one was, no one felt comfortable going near the monastery. So, well, no, the, for the first taxi drive didn't go anywhere yeah, near it. So. Bottom of the hill, hump your own bags up there. You're not going anywhere near it. But somebody else might have met her at the bottom of the hill. Maybe. True. Mm, so she arrives at the motel that she's escorted to her room, and there waiting for her is none other than Vlad, who tells her that not to take the commission and should go, go away. It is not safe here. Yeah. yeah, and she still feels like she wants to be there, and she wants to to get to know him better. He looks hot. Well, see, she thinks he's hot. He's not a bad-looking fellow. You know? Yeah. Despite the um, people in the reviews, they, they should just overlook his past, the actor. A Blue Lagoon, of goodness yeah, well, Blue Lagoon, to me, was not a great movie, you know, but people got to start somewhere in the industry, so... Exactly so. Get over it, people. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and an actor can improve with practice. Well, he's a kid. He's a yes. teenager or something, rather. I don't know what his acting skills were like, you know, or his training, but it's his first movie, probably. So, you know, hello. You know, don't yeah. expect miracles. Yes, yeah. so anyway... Um, he returns to the monastery. Oh no! Actually, before he returns to the monastery, he bites um, a servant in the um, motel to, and drinks her blood. Well, it was a motel. Yeah, you got it for food. He, yeah, and this scene <laughs> was seen in the um, um, not of the surf. In, in oh yeah, but yeah, we, yeah. We watched uh, that movie. We watched that movie and uh, reviewed it. And you know, in the background TV, you had this movie playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, that scene, very scene. Aha. Yes. <laughs> so moving on, um, he goes back to the monastery and he confronts Alec and says, "Why are you doing this? Why did you bring her here?" And Alec says, "I want to play the game." And I bought it here for you. Yes, I don't believe uh-huh. that. That's. Or that he just wants her to and Alec uh, and Vlad to be happy and together, and all that stuff. Okay, so I'll explain some here, yeah, because obviously you know, Sarah's going to mention at the moment. Vlad and Teresa had were an item five hundred years ago, and when something happened to her, when Sarah told a story in a minute, but he's been waiting for her to come back, and she's finally come back. So Alec has brought her back from America or wherever she's supposed to be based hmm. to come to the monastery. So uh, Vlad can turn her into a vampire and make him happy because he'll have his girlfriend forever and ever and ever. Mm. And that's that. But Alex said, "Well, if you don't take her, I'll take her." You know, that's. But he he's not a terribly nice guy, Alec. Yeah, no, no, he's, he's not nice. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the next morning, I think, um, Teresa next arrives at the monastery and starts the um, reconstructing of the painting of sorts. Yeah, and it's, it's she, good at it. yeah, and while she's constructing it, she starts having flashbacks to the past. So I'll give you a bit of a brief on her flashback. Obviously, she was a peasant woman or girl, yeah. and there Single, was a, attractive. Yes, and this was during a 
um, ne- a plague or sorts. Or, or famine, a plague, famine, whatever. Plague or whatever. They won't get. We won't have any great time of it. Mm. Yeah. So she takes upon herself and her, fr- and her she to find some food in the monastery. Of course, Alec offers her say three or four loaves, but that's not enough to feed the village. The village. So she goes up there and has a word to uh, Vlad, yeah. and he gets her in there, and she gets another several loaves of bread and a few yeah. things. Yeah, which yeah. is nice. Yes. <coughs> yeah, and he hides her and takes her into the catacombs. That's like to secret way out to, as well. To secret her away. Yeah, he took her. There's another entrance to the uh, monastery through the catacombs, so mm-hmm. quite easy get out. And so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. So anyway, um, they then have a secret relationship with each other. He starts tutoring her in a bit of, um, you know, uh, you know, the Bible and stuff like that. As a, as a religious man would. Yes, and Alec finds out about it, and he thinks that Vlad's intentions are not He's godly. He's having an unholy relationship with this woman. Yes, he, he will he, burn in hell if he. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, and blah, he blah. even yeah. reveals to Teresa that Vlad was the um, um, birth son of. Vlad the Impaler. Yes, yeah, so, and yeah, so he's trying to protect him from himself. Do you want to be evil like your father? You know. Yeah. yeah so yeah, Alec yeah. takes him aside and beats, beats him, us, in, him in the in yeah. the gra- in the background. Yeah, yeah. If we whips him uh, with a, a rope. You know, yeah. Things. It looked it looked pretty good. I, mean, I don't think the special effects his back look pretty bad. Mm-hmm. No, good, bad. You know, you know what I mean. Really yeah. good because his back his back. Yeah. Yeah. We then flash back, <laughs> flash forward to the present again, and Teresa decides to check out the monastery bit by bit, and she finds the kitchen, which looks just the same from her dream, yeah. and she then finds some somewhere in the monastery, um, sort of a painting of her, of of uh, the Teresa, yeah, but in five hundred years ago, yes. Teresa, mm. and Alec is up behind her, and she asks. Who, who are these guys? And he says, you know what we are. And he does something that I think is not really funny, it's, but it, really it, it weird. It is funny. He just says, boo! <laughs> Loudly. It scares her. Yeah. <laughs> and she faints, I think. He does. He passes out. Yeah. And the next thing we know is that she's lying on um, on a bed and she's dressed in in new garments or something. I don't know. Or old garments or whatever. She's dressed differently. Yes. And, and, and Alex said, I'm preparing it yeah. for you. Yeah, to, to um, Vlad and all that stuff. Take her. She's yours. Yes. Yeah. Of course, um, In while this is happening, um, we flash back again to the past. And this time we see um, Teresa um, at her mother's grave pleading that she's... Ups- that she's in love with a monk and sh- he's in love with her and th- it's a forbidden r- relationship. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, I don't know why. I do it nowadays and they quit the, the monkhood or the priest or the brotherhood and get married. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, he appears on. behind her and they have a brief sexual scene in between them two. And I think it's it's tasteful the scene. Was that the swimming bit? Yeah, and a bit of a a, near a waterfall, which I think was kind of really really interesting. Actually, I must say something. The guy who did the camera work on Mm. that scene, when they were naked in the water, had would have had a hard time trying to make sure he didn't get um, too much footage, Mm. uh, because obviously, even in those Mm. days when they made this movie, Mm. um, you'd say, well, okay, censorship laws aren't quite so rigid. 
but it wasn't about the sex, it wasn't about the naked bodies, it was about love. And yeah, it, so in yeah, this movie, yeah, it was good. tasteful. Tasteful, yeah, exactly right. It wasn't slutty and sleazy and stuff. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, mm. moving on. Um, he returns to the monastery. I don't know if guys develop a, a blossoming feeling. Like yeah. They often talk about girls when they... When they First yeah, time doing some, it, they, you, they, you get a welling some, up inside you of a feeling and stuff, and he yeah. was getting this welling up feeling. Yeah, whatever. Feeling, oh, yeah, I'm falling in love with this woman, hmm. and I'm a monk, and you know, he wasn't quite sure of himself either. Yeah, yeah. And of course, mm. Alex tell, remark, reminds him that that to love God is a perfect love between yeah. man and and his his servant, but. Um, loving a woman is considered a, a sin or something well, for a monk. Yeah. Well, for a monk, yeah. But unfortunately, um, dear old Vlad doesn't see it that way. He says that God has given him the best gift of all. Yeah, which is love of a woman. So the point, it, 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 the, prob- Vlad, the problem with Vlad, though, Vlad, Vlad didn't join the monks. He, he was dumped there as a child to get away from his father, so he actually grew up in the monastery. Yeah. So he didn't know any other way. He didn't have a choice in the matter. Exactly so. Yeah. yeah. So um, he may, I don't know what's going to happen next, but he may decide to run away with her and get married maybe. I don't know how it works if you are a monk back then. Would you be um, oh, no. castrated or would no. you? Or, <laughs> it wouldn't have been castrated. Or would you, um, <laughs> would they eunuch. still, would they continue... <laughs> Punishing him for his. Well, no, if he left the existence. monk, they wouldn't know where he was. A mm-hmm. monk would, whatever he called it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they wouldn't know where he was. He got to go in a little country town, got a job as a farmer or something or other. Or, I yeah. Don't know. yeah, something. Anyway, yeah. so moving, so we flash back to the present again, and we know, and Alec was gonna, Vlad kind of. Um, painted with his own blood across on Teresa's yeah, neck. Yes. So Alec and Vlad could not touch her. Yeah. But fortunately, she wakes up and she tries to get out through the catacombs like her like her old self did. But unfortunately, Alec starts stalking her. And there's another vampire or two. A, a, a girl one? Yeah. It yeah. obviously had been turned by Alec or somebody, yeah. Yeah, mm. who knows how many may have been down there. Who knows? Oh, no, no. I only saw one, but there. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, they play hide-and-seek in the creepiest way. Alec yeah. knows his way around down there. And, he lives there. Yeah. And mm. it's there's some interesting lighting. There was a lot of bright, bright reds and yeah. blues now, and I'll, yellows and orange When I, orange when I saw this the first time, and I've seen, seen it several times, in a lot of European movies, they use a lot of lighting, your background light, like you might have some red coming out of a, a corner or a doorway or some green or something, and they use that sort of lighting in this. And when I first saw it, without paying attention to the credits, I thought this was a European-made movie made by somebody else. I didn't know it was a Roger Corman production. Mm. It had that European style to it. Mm, true. Mm-hmm. So, anyway... Um so uh, she eventually gets out of the catacombs and finds finds um abandoned taxi that where uh, one of the guys was probably the taxi driver was bitten well, and he killed. Was lying there behind the taxi, he was there. Yeah. So yeah, I would she would have had to walk past him to get into the yeah. taxi. She yeah. soon gets inside yeah. inside the taxi and she tries to drive away, and after a few turns and stuff and noticing some weird 
images. Yeah, vampires were appearing, or Alec, I think mainly, was uh, appearing in front of the car or on the side of the road. Well, I think it was, second. um, I think it was, yeah, Vlad. Vlad. Alec? Or Vlad? No, Vlad. I think Vlad, Vlad noticed that she was gone and I think he wants to let her know the truth about what's happening. Oh, and, wh- and leaving the monastery is not yeah. the, you know, without knowing the whole story is yeah. the best way to go. But anyway, she keeps her, and then she got shocked and scared and then she drove the car off the side of the hill and rolled yeah. the car and, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, and mm. the car's going, catching on fire a bit. There's another flashback. Yeah, <laughs> well, you get a flashback to when Teresa is just painting on the hill, the painting I mentioned, that she was yeah, painting a self-portrait of herself. Yeah, 500 years ago. Yeah, yeah. and um, Alec and a few of the um, village people, not related to the ge- the band. In the Navy. <laughs> not related to the band, oh, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, they come there and accuse her of being a witch and the cause of the plague, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, this Alec guy was really nasty. Yeah. yeah. They take her to, um, they tie her to a, to a tree and they slowly burn her alive. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Not um. Invited to the barbecue. Yeah, and Vlad mm. appears and he tries to stop them, but. Too late. Yeah, and she slowly, as she burns, whispers, or. I love you. you. Yes, it was romantic. Anyway, as the fire dies down and Vlad's left there reflecting on what just happened, yeah. he decides to leave the monkhood. Yeah, flash forward again. Mm. We see um, Vlad has retrieved Teresa from the burning, wreck. the burning wreck and he slowly whispers to her, listen to your dreams, Teresa, because you may then you will understand what's happened and may forgive me for what I've done or did. Yeah. Dream so, a little dream of me. So we flash back again to Vlad appear, Vlad seeing his his father. He went back to the old family home. Yeah. And he and heard rumours that Dad was alive. Yeah, whatever. But Dad was not alive. He's dead. He's the undead. Yes, he's very creepy looking. He's wearing this weird mask. Yeah, weird mask. Yeah. He, was, like, he was a good-looking man anyway, but, doesn't you know. Matter. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter because I think yeah. that more or less that his voice was creepy and I think maybe, just maybe, it was not necessarily the actor's real voice. No, it might have been. My not, theory. Like, yeah, it's just a theory, guys. It probably was, but anyway. Anyway, moving on. So he offers him the ch- ch- choice of becoming immortal. And so he could wait for Teresa to come back to him. Yeah. Yeah. And... Mm. Of course, Vlad accepts, and as he accepts Daddy Dearest's so, offer... So Dad get, gives him a love bite. Yes. Gives him, um, and gives him blood in return, and he turns into what he was. Son of the father. Sorry. So he, so Vlad and Vlad the Impaler, they, return, they go back to the monastery, and as you expect, Vlad is hungry. Yeah, he's getting the urge to... Yes. Um, Drink. Yeah. yeah, and the first victim he comes across was Alec, no less. Yeah, now, now, now that's the one thing that bugs me about the movie. What's that? All right. He hated Alex. Yeah. He bit him. Yes. Had a bit of feed. But everyone they eat or bite and drink from doesn't turn. Hmm, that's true. So why did he turn him into a vampire? Um, bear in mind, it was Vlad the Impaler that t- oh, turned him. Oh, that's right. Him. Dad came along and gave See, him some blood. See, after right. Vlad yeah, yeah, yeah. drank all Sorry, Alex's I've blood... Sorry, I've been checked by Sarah. Yeah. After Vlad drank all of Alex's blood, he all, turns to all. his father and says, what have they become? And he just he heads off. And, so, and, Dad, and, and Dad gave Alex some blood. 
to turn him into a vampire. Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. Because yeah, the Alec wasn't taken. He's, he's just been totally. Uh, uh, what's the word when you, when you pass out? He, he, he went into a swoon, a lack of blood, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But he wasn't he, quite dead. Yeah. Mm. So mm. back to the present now. Now that we filled in all the gaps of the past. So Alec. And Teresa realizes the the ultimate truth. She then yeah. heads back to the motel, packs her things, and is about to leave on the first train back to wherever she came from. Yeah. I want to stop you for a minute. Okay. Now, now this monastery would have had probably a dozen monks, 20 monks there. There's only two left. Mm-hmm. Alec and Vlad. I, it doesn't come up in the story, I reckon Alec killed all the other monks. Mm, I think I both, don't think Vlad did. I think it was both Alec and probably Vlad the Impaler that no, killed them no, all. Well, well, yeah, Vlad's dad. Yeah, mm. Vlad, Vlad senior. I think yeah. Vlad may have uh, hid himself away, eating yeah. on... Um, what you know, any cattle or yeah, dead yeah, rats yeah, or yeah. something like that. He, he, yeah, he, he, That's how he, I see he only it. killed out of necessary, and necessarily yeah. where the other guys would have killed out of uh, hunger lust. Is that a good word yeah, for it? That's yeah, that's probably mm. the best yeah. word. So maybe Alec, uh, Alex, and Vlad's dad might have done all the killings and killed all the monks. They didn't turn them. Yeah. Mm. Mm, true. Interesting. It's interesting. So, anyway, we back to the present. Um, Teresa is about to leave on the next train. But, and eventually, Vlad appears to, and tells, and Teresa tells him that she realised the truth now and knows the terror that they cannot be together. Yes, and she's resigned the fact that he can't go with her, or and, and change. She can't stay there, and he can't change. Blah blah. And she did just ask him, "Can we'll ever see you again?" He, he said, mm. "No." Yeah. Anyway, she gets on the train, oh. and while he's um, on the platform. Alec appears and he tries to um, kill dear Vlad. Yeah, he's trying to beat the snot out of him. Yeah, yeah blood he, he, and all that stuff. Yeah, he he, I mean, you'd think, honestly, Vlad would have been stronger, but he, maybe he was run down for not eating. Maybe, that could mm, be it. Yeah. So he was thrown through a, a window, window and, and, things and Teresa was watching and, this yeah. and she tries to head back and tries to help him, but it's too late. The train's moving at a fast pace. And now here's a tricky bit. And she heads back to her compartment, really, um, well, exhort, well, worn out, yeah. and eventually gets and shocked. Who, yeah, mm. and then she gets a rap, tap, tap on her cabin door. From the conductor. Yeah, and he says, "Tickets, please." And she looks up and sees Alec there, and he says, "You have a ticket to hell." Sort of thing, and the last thing. Not like that. Yeah, yeah and the last hell. scene we see is the train heading through a tunnel, and, bright, and then, weird, bright, the um, fa- our famous bright lights on. And then all of a sudden they appear in and a she really, screams really inhospitable landscape somewhere. Yeah, in a mm. sort of a between living and dead type place. Yeah, like a purgatory, limbo sort of. Or, yeah. or hell, or something. It looked quite like Hellwood. Yeah, you know, you know that one. The what's that one? Um, where the, oh, uh, where the guy had a computer on his arm and he had to challenge the guy. Oh, uh, you mean... Um, uh, and, he, and he challenged the, de- the devil or the demon. Uh, I'm going to have to yeah. go back and rethink yeah. that yeah. one. And yeah, Excalibur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. I know who you're, which movie you're referring to. Uh, but they went to a place like hell. I know, I know. I'm just, yeah. I just yeah. don't remember the yeah. movie at the moment. But I'll, I'll try to... Dun- it's not a Dungeon Master or something? Or uh, I can't remember. I think it was, I think it was a Dungeon Master. Hmm. Or something. Or something. Yeah, but anyway. they, they had a good hell. 
Yes. Yeah, so anyway, back to this mm. one. So um, Alex is like, "Oh, this is um, a place of dimensions, all that stuff." And he's yeah. and he says, "Teresa, you're not listening. What stuff in that?" Yeah. And he wants her to to take become a vampire and be with him and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, well, Alex wasn't worried about Vlad too much now. Yeah. He wanted her for himself. Yeah, at this mm. point, he's given, he's broken, he's decided to take what he wants well, in, the, in the horriblest ways. Yes, naughty, naughty, naughty. Just then, um, Vlad appears wearing a bit like a clo- clothing that resembles like if you were looking at Jesus' clothing, when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 see, yeah, he had a wardrobe see, change. See, Alec yeah, yeah. in this scene, he's wearing a black outfit with a black cloak, while Vlad is wearing sort of an outfit that looks like something out of Jesus would probably wear. Yeah, yeah. Sort of symbolising like the stuff, good yeah. side good to ver- Good versus evil, in, even in vampires. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and of course... Um, and, Alec, and Alec says, oh, I'm going to beat you up and do, do whatever. Yeah, yeah. and, and he didn't realise how strong Vlad really was. Yeah, and and Alec asked um, Teresa again to choose immortality and choose him and all that stuff. But dear old Vla- Teresa says, I want Vlad. And, of course, Alec says, you will not have him. And, of course, they fight eventually um, Vlad wins eventually and, and kills poor old Alex. Aww. By yay, yay. Eventually, <coughs> um, Vlad um, approaches Teresa. They have a, a, a nice romantic moment. Although this will be the last time they'll see each other ever, supposedly. And they, he tells her about how men are like beasts and all that stuff, yeah. and and how. Soon enough, she will probably eventually not have these any more of these nightmares again. Yeah. Eventually, um, in this world, the sun rises in this world, and, and he slowly decays and burns yeah. away. No, there wasn't a bad special effect. I thought I it was agree. Quite good, yeah. And then um, we watch his body decay and rot, and we see yeah. a bit of a brief puppet tear um, doing the M skeleton. Yeah, the look. last bit of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then you, the credits start to roll, and that horrible music appears again. <laughs> but yeah, but like the thing, uh, if she had become a vampire accidentally, yes, would Alex, or would would Vlad come back in two or three or four hundred years for her? <sighs> you never know. Mm. But I don't think she got bitten by anybody. No, I don't no. think Alex had, had his way with her. So no, no. no. <coughs> but anyway, irritating. Closing credits, and that crappy music came back in again. Yeah. Yeah, um, I know we're not supposed to <laughs> troll. Movie. No, we're not actually controlling it. Just we did. Th- we think yeah. the musical score for the opening and closing credits was inappropriate for the movie. That's all. It wasn't the right music. It 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 took away from the movie. Yeah, if it was like yeah. dark music, like the rest of the yeah. middle bits of the music had a bit of a, yeah. a mixture Ambience of or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, atmosphere yeah. and feeling to it. The right type of feeling. Yeah, I, mean, I would have been very happy to have. Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Uh, okay. Maybe not Donnie and Marie. You know. Um, mm. You know. You know. You, you, I mean, you you got to get the right music for the right movie, and mm. I don't think it's the right music. Yeah. I mean, I think I think. Yeah. Um, and that's that's being troll. That's just being factual. Yeah. yeah. I think Roger Corman should have not looked. Should have um, realized that music was not right. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, everything yeah. else in the movie was good. You have to have a good mm. ear for music. Well, yeah. It's it's it's. I mean, it's really hard, I suppose. If if the producer director type guys 
aren't really that much into music and they rely on a musical director or someone to supply their music for it and they say oh that that works well yeah maybe that's where the problem was i don't know what how roger corman was when it came to music because when he did the old um Vincent price ones and the Edgar Allan poe ones they use a lot of classical type music hmm. and that sort of thing that sort of feel hmm. um and orchestral sort of stuff but this is a bit different hmm. it went a bit, bit modern it just didn't fit hmm. anyway irrespective yes now we, i like the movie anyway and but i the bit the part i like is they went to bulgaria to make the movie True, and they had this nice local feel to it, and it's really good if you if you had the budget to go and do something like that. I mean, it's really hard for low uh, people on a very low budget, you know, the independent guys and whatever. To say, I'm going to take all our guys over to Africa and do a movie. Well, mm. it ain't going to happen. Yes. Uh, yeah. So anyway, moving on to mm. this. So this movie was. Um, I often thought it was pretty incredible, especially um, the the acting and the um, cast yeah. they picked. I mean. Uh, it worked to me. It worked. I mean, Christopher Atkins. I mean, um, he looks good, mm. and he had that Europe. I think he had that European look about him. Mm, agreed. And his mannerisms worked good for the movie, and the way he spoke, the the way, yeah, mm. a, a cultured European person would talk, and he had that down reasonably good. So yeah. he, he he sort of brought the sense of reality yeah. to it. I almost wish yeah. this movie mm. wasn't under the radar. It yeah, I, I think it got lost. Yeah. Um, hmm. Unfortunately, I mean, it does happen to a lot of good movies when too many other things come hmm. out around it and gets pushed aside and, and something else, another A movie comes along and just pushes it and then they throw yesterday's garbage on top of it and no one sees it again or very rarely. Yeah. Um, but this is one of those, I'll say a lost classic almost. Hmm, agree. Hmm. But actually, um, before I go too much, before I forget, um, if you're looking for a copy of this movie, you can get it on Amazon and you can get it on eBay. Um, we had a look, and, and I was, and I only do this as a last resort. Um, I couldn't find it as a torrent anywhere. So, and I only ad, uh, uh, advocate torrent searches if you can't buy it anywhere. So, it, it adds with any of the movies we review, and you're looking for a copy, go to a shop, go online, eBay, Amazon, whatever, uh, and try to buy a copy. If you can't, yeah, okay, then, if you can't, YouTube, Torrent, whatever, be your last resort, not your first option. Hmm. Because, I mean, especially the old movies, they're hard to get sometimes. If we mm. said, hey, let us do Metropolis, and no one's got a good copy of Metropolis hanging around, sure, go online and download a copy of Metropolis, or, uh, or go do a Torrent download, because it's a good movie. Yeah, I do yeah. like mm. the, the um, um, I do like the um, flashbacks, and I like the, um, the, yeah. um, um, I love the the scenes between um, Vlad and Teresa. You know, yeah, I think there's a bit of chemistry going there. Yeah, yeah. I certainly yeah. like the, the the um the love scenes a little bit. Not not being disgusting or anything like that. I'm just mean like no, I it, like it the, was it was a, it was a touching love scene. Yeah, not a raunchy love scene. Yeah, yeah not yeah, um yeah. not like um like the 80s where they just try to bring out the the boobs the bums and yeah, the tits and i'm gonna ride the baloney pony and that sort of stuff no it just yeah no no this was a t- touching love scene yeah. as lovers would be coming together and it worked for the movie yeah just like yeah. those romance mm. novels that yeah. are tasteless i mean tasteful the ones who are done tastefully yeah I, 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 i'm not a prude i'm not against i'm not against sex in movies as long as it works for movie and it's done tastefully 
Yeah. Yeah, and this was yeah. like a forbidden romance, just like Romeo and Juliet yeah, was a forbidden yeah. romance. In Bring Romeo and Juliet. Now, if you did Romeo and Juliet today, they'd bung in the, uh, probably bung in a bedroom scene instead of a balcony scene. But oh. what's the difference? I mean, mm. if they were having a love affair mm. and it was, and they were coming together, of course they'd have a bedroom scene. But it's almost done tastefully. Yeah, or yeah. Um, as another ex- yeah. or as another example, yeah. um, um, you know, Rapunzel. I know this is a fairy tale thing, but a lot of people often think that they're the prince who asks um, climbed up a hair. Yeah, climbed her hair and, and, and had, a, had a bit of did it, had a, a, a game of pie. The sausage went down again or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then yeah. much later when the the witch vanishes her to gosh knows where in the desert. We find out later she's um, has two of his kitties. No, they must have got but up to something. Again, folks. guys, I'm not. Um, I'm not gonna black be bad. Black blacklist the um, fairy tales because you know in these days a lot of people keep having parenting groups keep on questioning this. Oh and that yeah, about there's, it. there's a lot of protest groups out there saying things like, "Oh, um, what was it? Snow White." was laying there in state, and the prince comes over and kisses her. Yeah. Uh, it's like a love's first kiss, uh, a farewell kiss, and some protest group saying, oh, that was unwarranted. He's sexually molesting a dead, uh, uh, some girl who's in a coma. Oh, grow up. Yeah, bear you know? in mind, he didn't <laughs> know she was, she was alive. If he thought she was dying or dead, he's lying in state, and he, and, and he gave her a kiss out of respect. Yeah, exactly. He fell in love with her even though she was dead. And he gave her a kiss to say, I love you, goodbye. Hmm. He didn't say, oh, I'll jump in the coffin and do, uh, and do a bit of hot sausage on a dead body. No. no. So it's, 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 yeah. it's, 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 it wasn't Sleeping Beauty and the prince come along there and give her a peck? Yeah. Yeah, same thing. She was in a coma for, what, 20 years or something, brother? Yeah. She must have been an old wrinkly old thing by then, eh? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, it's not disrespectful. I don't yeah, th- yeah, they, they, people just take it too far. Yeah, yeah, they just read too much into it, is what I think. Too, if people can protest against something, hmm. they will. They'll find that there are there, there are a few a mi- nuts out no, there. there's a minority group in this world who will protest about anything yeah. they can because they can. That's another thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have they experienced firsthand of any harm this sort of storytelling has done? Well, no, it's there. It's uh, I mean, they've probably watched uh, it, read, watched the, read the books, watched the movies, yeah. and or they maybe they didn't. Maybe their parents were weird and say, "Oh, that's naughty. It's not very nice." And and they told them they weren't very nice, and they've mm. been in. Uh, they're programmed into disrespect everything they don't agree with and some protest about this, protest about that, blah, blah. We don't like that move because that's so and so. Or it's just maybe, you know, it's, or maybe they over they never realised um, how. Yeah. We inappropriate is when you're an adult. I mean, years ago you were not question um um the um what like the um the um, cultures that they used in cartoons and but nowadays they can they try to blacklist um well, movies okay. that dealt dived yeah. in with different cultures and yeah. and in the storylines well, stuff like that. I I I'm going to take a totally different tangent about right. get, off, get off movies man. Take Santa Claus. Okay. We celebrate Christmas every year. Right. In most countries of the world. Yes. Not all. Well, maybe not. Communist countries may not. But most countries of the world celebrate Christmas. Yeah. 
So a lot of Christian-based countries celebrate Christmas, hmm. religiously, pardon the pun. Mm-hmm. And I know this in some countries, and in America, and even here, they, they're referring to it as holiday season, not Christmas. Hmm. They're, they're saying, oh, we don't want to use the word Christmas because it might affect the people who aren't Christians. Well, if the non-freaking Christians don't have the Christmas bloody holiday season, go to work. You know, um, Father Christmas himself, Santa Claus. Um, people say, oh, you jolly old guy, and then turn around. So some people make gaze of sleeves, bags. He, he, he's, he's no much better than someone breaking into your house at night. Get a grip. Yeah. Touch of reality. Here, come on. Yeah. yeah, remember, we were all kids once. Yeah, and, and, and this 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 fantasy world, and that the fantasy world of the golden books and the kiddies' little stories, the Hans Christian Andersons, and the fan, the fictional movies and the fantasy Dr. movies. Dr. Seuss. It's all fantasy, and it's done in good fun and reasonably good taste. So why knock it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean... How do we go on this topic? I don't, I don't know. know. It's just that it does come up People knock in... things all the time for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't like that. I mean, yeah, there's some stuff that's just total crap. And if it's real total crap, I don't go around knocking it. I just don't watch it or read it or get it. Mm. I let other people make their mind up. Mm. You know? So, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I, and if I did find some... Well, I do hope to one day... Sh- in, <laughs> Have my kid, niece and nephew embrace um, fairy tales, stories like that one oh, day. Encourage them. The three little pigs. Hmm. And what? They all uh, homosexual pigs because of three guys living together? Hmm. Well, you know, they could take Actually, that one. Actually, they, they could... were related to each other. Well, so what? <laughs> yeah, but they could. They, some group could turn around and say they must be homosexual, three guys living together. Um, uh, um, um, what's one of females? Um... um the same sort of thing, females. I mean, the witches in um, Macbeth, the three witches around the cauldron. Were they? Were those three witches around the cauldron going bubble, bubble, tall, double? Were they lesbians? Now, are they, where do you draw the line? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it does seem annoying that they just, people dredge up so much yeah, of this yeah. stuff. And never think that maybe, just maybe, they're just a group of friends hanging out together. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, look at Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street. Oh, no, don't go there. Some people think, oh, uh, Ernie's a child and Bert's a bit older and he's, and he's taking advantage of little Ernie. I always think of them oh, as God, brothers when strength, I was little. Yeah. I always thought of them as brothers. Well, no, they're friends. Yeah, brothers or friends. But look at Big Bird. Everyone say, oh, Big Bird's gay. He's not gay, you know. <laughs> he has a best friend. Give me a break, he, guys. He's just Snuffleupagus, who no one believes he exists. Well, actually, he does exist yeah, now. He does now. now. Does he? In the beginning, they thought he didn't yeah. exist. Be a fixed yeah. friend, yeah. But Again, guys, um, this is... Get over it, guys, yeah. Yeah, I just wish people just... Enjoy. Enjoy their, their childhood friends and just move on and just think of it as just a good memory. I mean, it's a, you know, the, the Goldilocks the Three Bears can become, become a crime novel because this girl broke into these people's house and stole food. It's not a fairy tale anymore, it becomes a crime novel. You know, mm, yeah. So, so. Although I do like it when um, some cartoons do use the story. And I remember one time Garfield, um, a oh, Garfield cat. Yeah, he oh, yeah, did yeah. his own version of it, and he made um, Goldilocks. Um, um, what's his name? Oh, Odie Gox. Odie Gox. <laughs> and yeah. while okay, you yeah, may yeah. think that's like cross dressing, but it's it's. I don't think that's t- well. taste. 
I think that it's still used a lot, this idea of... You mentioned cross-dressing. How many times did Bugs Bunny dress up as a female? True. How many times did Elmer Fudd dress up as a female? And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know? Yeah, and again, guys, <laughs> I, well, this is just... I'm just throwing this out there that it's just comedy. Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. funny. It's It may be a bit, you know... May make you laugh because you, yeah. you know that you stuff. can see the funny side of it. Don't get serious, you know. Yeah, yeah. take away the um, the seriousness, and you may enjoy it. I mean, when I was a kid, a long time ago now, uh, we had a group we hung out with, you know, big group, and we decided to have a change of sex night. Now, I'm not meaning that in a nasty way, but all the guys came dressed as girls, and all the girls came dressed as guys, just for the fun of it. And it was funny how the, some of the guys looked really good. <laughs> I don't know who did the makeup, and you start to wonder whether they were cross dresses. But some of the guys looked pretty good. <laughs> so uh, it was fun. No one said, "Oh, you guys are all cross dresses and weirdos." No, we had fun. That sounds and that's like what's fun. All, it was. It was fun. Yeah, it, it's. But people, it, it, there's too many control freaks trying to tell us what's right and what's wrong all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, guys. I mean, yeah. If if it don't if it doesn't hurt anybody and it's good fun, stop protesting. Stop saying it's a bad beer because I don't like that or it's a good beer. You just can't yeah. keep doing that because they get to the stage where we might just turn off the television, stop YouTubing, stop everything yeah. else, no movie houses, go there, go into a cave and wear sackcloth, put ash on your bloody head because no one's going to be doing anything. Mm, exactly. How's that grab your yeah. folks? <laughs> I mean, the latest movies that that bring out. A little bit of this and that, who who in reality are trying to make it look more real, to be yeah. honest with you guys. and they're trying to bring reality in the movies. Put real people and real circumstances in the movie. And I keep saying to Sarah, because mm-hmm. Sarah's a movie maker, if you're making a movie, writing a script, even if it's fantasy or a fiction, it has to have reality in it. It's got to come from a real place. You have to depict real people. Um the more reality you bring into a horror movie, even if it's, a horror, it's totally fiction, it makes it creepier. Mm, exactly. And that, yeah, and that's that's what makes the magic happen. Mm. Because oh shit, I can identify. I've been to a place like that. Mike, don't yeah. swear. You don't know who's on here. Eh? You swore. Oh whatever. Sorry. <laughs> um, I didn't mean it. Take it back. You can beat me out later. Um, but the point is that yeah, if you got this sense of reality sneaking in. Mm. You say, hey, I've been to a place, I've been to a museum like that, or I've been to an old ruin in Egypt, I've all been somewhere else, and I've been walking around there, and I can imagine somebody dumping out behind a, a closed mm. door or something or other, and it brings reality into it, and that's really good. Mm, agreed. <laughs> yeah. Just like when I, we were reviewing Spree the other day, where it showed um, for what the um, passengers was a bit of a... Um, a white supremacist type a supreme, Yeah, a supremacist, yeah. And this is yeah. just saying that, mm. I'm just putting it out there, out there, that this there are people out there who have different views on exactly. what's who who's right and who's wrong. Exactly right. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, it's fine. And actually the guy, the bad guy in the movie said, well, it's wrong. All people should be equal. Isn't that nice? Exactly so. <laughs> See, the point is, it, they raised it and actually counted it, which is good. Mm-hmm. And, and and there are people out there like that. So yeah, it was real. Yeah, and as and in that movie, I, I said <clears throat> that there was um, some some people who are online who often say nasty things and try to oh, yeah. count and 
take put it as put it off as entertainment. Yeah, that's yes. I, I don't, I don't like it when uh, they do that, especially in podcasts. Some podcasts. I mean, I'm going to say something here. I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot going on about freedom of speech, different things, and platforms, and whatever. Yeah. And people say, "Oh, we should have freedom of speech," but there should be a bottom line somewhere. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, how free? If you are inciting terrorism, like yeah, if you're a middle uh, and um, and uh, Islamic person from the Middle East online trying to uh, get members, people to join your group worldwide and get donations. I think, really, if they're going to that stage, war, you know, technically war, war, waging a war against the world, surely someone should be able to just close down their websites or and their Facebook pages and their Twitter accounts because it's not working in the public interest. It's working for them, and it actually could... Um, yeah, it could be deemed, deemed to be illegal in many countries. Hmm. But people let them go. And that's why people get into trouble with these sort of groups. I agree. Um, so, um, yeah. let's, I'm drifting away again. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> um, so, let's rate this movie. Now. I'm going to give it a nine and a half. Uh, and I ain't losing a half, of course, to the musical score. Yeah, I'm going to give it nine and a half, too, for the musical score, too. Yeah. Because if, if the music improved on... The opening and the end credit, maybe mm. it would have made a little bit more better. But, but remember, guys, it's a horror romance. It's not an action horror. Yeah. So anyone who's looking for a high speed, wham, bam, and thank you, ma'am, action, no, you're yeah. not going to find it in this movie. But if you're looking for a, a good, interesting drama, horror romance, it's not a bad movie. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I often think whenever we do listen to the opening, I always turn the music the, the, down. He turns the volume down. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just that it just yeah. doesn't do well, it for it, me. It doesn't create the the, the atmosphere. Yeah, mm. it's a sad, but yeah, it's the way it goes. If it was a more darker, you know, stuff, I could probably relate to it. Yeah, but we can't. Mean, but we can't do anything about but then it. Again. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But we can't do anything about it, so we have to live with it. Well, that's it. We'll die with it. <laughs> but again, I'm not um, depriving you guys to not watch it. Just go and see it and be nah. sure to let us know what you guys think yeah. of it. Actually, you might be able to download it to, um, as a, a rental too on Prime, mm. uh, Amazon Prime. Mm, that's cool. So, yeah, for a dollar or something. So, yeah, have a look. It's going to be good. Yeah. yeah, you'll be surprised, guys. If And if you. Don't if you're unhappy with the opening, just do what I do. Yeah, turn it down. Yeah, or go to the toilet, go to the fridge, whatever, and then come back off the credits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so anyway, that's about it for us tonight. Yeah, I've had a good. One. I like this one. I mean, we wouldn't we couldn't find a lot on this on the internet, and it's a shame because I mean. It's such movie. a good plot. If good anyone's looking for the movie, you, you find IMBD and there's no Wikipedia and some of the other review sites don't have yeah. a lot of information on it. So, yeah, it's hard yeah. to find a good old movie. It's like trying yeah. to find information yeah. from a stone, but is, you yeah. don't have any anything inside it. Exactly right. Anyway, anyway, that's it for me. I can't think of anything else I want to say. So, that's about it for tonight. So, this is Sarah Stevenson. And Michael. Saying... We'll see you guys for the next one. Okay. Bye. See you guys. Bye.